This program is part of the Cosmic Potato Podcast Network. For more shows like this, visit our website at cosmicpotatonetwork.com. Watching television, watching television. Watching television, watching television. I need all the image, I need all the sound. I know the info right into my mind. Hey, everybody, welcome back to Try My Pilot. This is the show where we judge an entire series of television and the work of hundreds on one episode. I'm Bill Lynch. I'm Elizabeth Lynch. What were you just motioning towards? I'm just trying to get pretzel out of my teeth. Oh, my God. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Why did you think I was like... <laughs> I just saw you looking over there. I was trying to move my head away from the microphone to get the pretzels out of my teeth so nobody could like hear But I just called attention to sounds. it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, everyone, to PMASMR. <laughs> They were eating pretzels. <laughs> Drinking beer. So, last week we released our episode on The Politician mm-hmm. Pilot. and it, A Ryan Murphy show. A Ryan Murphy show. And during that episode, we discussed... Wait, hold on. Let's test them and see if they listened last week. What did we discuss, everybody? <laughs> Well, I assume they've seen the title of this one since they clicked it. Okay. Fair enough. (laughs) We'll give you this one. (laughs) Are you drunk off that one half beer so far? Just a little punchy today. So Ryan Murphy is behind either producing or creating The Politician, Scream Queens, Glee, American Horror Story, and 911. And Elizabeth and I have never seen 911, but discussed how completely ridiculous all of the previews looked. And when I went to see if we could watch the pilot for this week, it was not easily available. We could have like, you know, hooked up my computer to the TV or paid $3 or like tried to get someone, someone's Hulu account. But we're tired. And we're, we're tired. <laughs> and I thought... I could easily find 911 Lone Star, right? The recent spinoff to 911, and I thought, what the hell is the difference? <laughs> <laughs> no one gives a shit if we do 911 or 911 Lone Star, so right. we'll just go with it. it. Stands on its own. It is the pilot. They're not connected. I don't think. Who uh, it, it doesn't matter? It doesn't who, who matter. Cares? And Elizabeth once directed a play called Lone Star. I wanted to tell them that. (laughs) I wanted to say it. (laughs) It's just funny because Bill was like, we could do Lone Star. And I was like, oh, then I can talk about how I directed Lone Star in college. (laughs) It was a great, great show. It was a great show. I mean, I felt very, very cool directing it. Yeah. It was an excellent production. Do you still have that beret? Beret. Yeah, that you wore. Oh, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to ask if I still had it in a case of Lone Star beer. I mm. do have like a bottle of it, like a empty, you know, I put yeah. flowers in it as a boss. Yeah. Vase. Vase. Uh, anyway, <laughs> that's about all the talk about that play. We can <laughs> work into this episode. Guys, 911 Lone Star is a fucking gem. 
Oh my God. It is exactly what I needed this week. It is exactly what I wanted to watch, but I didn't know it. And so we watched it hundred percent. Yeah. We've, we've been on the search for a good, really bad show for a while. And man, 911 Lone Star knocked it out of the fucking park. Yeah, no, this was it. This what? wasn't like so stupid, like a dumb sitcom where you're just like, this is dumb. I don't want to talk about it. This is boring. Right. This had everything. Yeah. And <laughs> this is a good bad show. We, we could talk about this at the end of the show, but fuck it. Let's just talk about it right now. The pacing is so insane. And we've seen other shows that have this kind of pacing where they're just like, okay, let's cram as much shit as we can. Here's this character. They're in the most dramatic situation already. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought of The Village. Right. Yeah, we watched. Absolutely, yeah. You're introduced to a character and they're in and they some <laughs> crazy situation. <laughs> Imagine that pacing and tone of a show, but it's about 911 calls. Right. <laughs> That's what this fucking show is. And they is. have this graphic that goes up where it's like the like the voice, like the sound waves. Right. <laughs> I was just I'm making Pac-Man chompies right now. <laughs> and it has like the text on the bottom. Like you're like watching the news and they show the 911 call. Right. It's like that graphic. Yeah. So ridiculous. Like it's just like spliced into the middle yeah. of a scene. But the first 911 call was... The first... The first scene. Guys, guys, guys. Oh, my God. The first (sighs) scene of this fucking show, the cold open, is one of the most transcendent pieces of media (laughs) that I have consumed this year. It's so good. (laughs) There is a security guard. Bumbling security guard, let's call him. Well, we don't know that yet. Okay. I mean, <laughs> let, let, I knew. Hey, hey, hey. Let's let's just let's slow it down. Okay. Let's just go through this step by step and really like live in this scene. Okay. And let the listeners understand. Beat by beat as we say in the acting world. <laughs> yeah, beat world. by beat. That's what that's what I was looking for. There's a security guard. He's probably had a long day. He's on the late night shift. And <laughs> he's a little hungry, you know? So he goes You're over really going to gonna drag this out, aren't you? <laughs> so, so, oh my God. Can I just say, my notes for this episode are so fucking long. I was just so excited to write everything down. So he goes to the fridge and he grabs a leftover burrito that's in aluminum foil. And he just tosses that whole sucker right in the microwave. Well, he's like doing something else. He's like fiddling with like a, like a little like handheld radio or something. <laughs> He's like d- distracted by something else. I can't remember exactly what. So he throws this burrito in the microwave, and of course, the aluminum foil immediately starts to spark and catches on fire. And he looks at the microwave like fucking bewildered. Like, what, what? is happening? I didn't know this happened when you put metal in a microwave. <laughs> and finally, he decides to open the door and grabs this paper plate that is completely on fire. And he like falls and like flops over the paper plate and like throws it onto the counter. And it was like one of those meme infomercials. Yes. Where people are just like pretending to fall and like spill shit on themselves. Right. <laughs> and then he like pushes it off the counter into the trash can where everything in the trash can catches on fire. And so he's like, shit, I better call somebody. This right. is this is above my pay grade at this point. He's like, I'm gonna get fired. <laughs> Did he say that? He said that. Oh my yeah. God. 
so he, something like that. So he calls nine one one, and he's telling the nine one one, "What's your emergency?" <laughs> and he's telling the dispatcher, "Like, hey, there's a fire here." As he's watching the fire, like climb up the wall of the little break room. Like, what's all in this? What's this break room made out of? <laughs> it's like paper mache. <laughs> Then, it's like someone like like sprayed like cleaning fluid everywhere, <laughs> but like never actually like cleaned it up or something. This break room had just been given a deep clean <laughs> <laughs> with turpentine. <laughs> so he makes the nine one one call, and when he makes it, the fire is in this garbage can and starting to spread up a wall. When the fire trucks <laughs> arrive, just hold hold on to it. Hold on to it. Okay. When the fire trucks arrive, the entire factory compound of like multiple buildings and factories in this gigantic area. It was like they, a manure plant. They are all a fucking inferno. Yes. Every I, single building's on fire. They're all burning. Burning manure. <laughs> well, they don't, we don't know that yet. Oh. We don't uh, know that yet. I That's the big I, reveal. Oh. You're spoiling it. Shit. Guys. Shit. Rewind this podcast forget it and then fast forward it (laughs) (laughs) just edit it out the whole place is on fire and so the you know the fire fire people are doing what they do and (laughs) fire people (laughs) i was gonna say firemen and i was like that's not politically correct (laughs) those little arms are (laughs) marching the firefighters are doing their thing and they hook up a hose and the hose starts to spray water and they all start to cheer. Yeah, they're like, okay, yeah, we got it, guys. I'm like, <laughs> this is your fucking job, I was like, right? Weren't you expecting water to come out? <laughs> it was so strange. It was so weird. <laughs> That's what's supposed to happen, right? Yeah, it was the weirdest thing. It's like, oh, we were really fighting this one. Okay, now water's out of the hose. Yeah. I think we got a shot here. <laughs> like, what were they using before? <laughs> And then the 911 dispatcher says, hey, <laughs> They're like spitting on the fire. <laughs> if only we had a high pressured way to get. <laughs> oh my God. Then the 911 dispatcher says, Hey guys, just so you know, there is fertilizer in those burning buildings. And so the one guy who's on the phone with the dispatcher starts running towards the other others to warn them as the entire factory compound blows up like a fucking nuclear bomb hits it yeah and it blows up and we see the dispatcher sitting there like with her hand on her chest like because <gasps> yeah. she heard the explosion and that was the cold open to 911 lone star it was 3 minutes long <laughs> all of that happened it was, it was like the climax to a movie. <laughs> like the final climax in a movie. And like the next scene, it's like you see everyone like laughing and like, you know, oh, look, we're, we've got on with our lives. Everything's good. Like it was the final scene to a movie. I mean, the bumbling security guard, the fact that the fire escalated that quickly, the celebration when the hose started working. Uh, I have a question. <laughs> Foil in the microwave. I've never tested it. I thought it'd be like a spark. Maybe you melt the inside of the microwave a little bit. Smells. 
Maybe the smoke detector goes off. <laughs> Blowing <laughs> up the entire factory. Yeah, I'm not going to pretend to be an expert and know for sure, but I'm fairly confident it does not ignite into flames that quickly. Yeah. I don't know that to be sure. Unless you just like... Regardless. Cleaning the entire place with Murphy's oil before. That was the least um, sensational thing that happened in this cold open. Oh my God. <laughs> now we jumped to six months later. No. Can we just go back to the firefighters? Yes, we absolutely rea- can the go back. Firefighters reaction Let's make this entire episode about the cold open to 911 Lone Star. <laughs> There's a lot of material. Oh, I know. Like the firefighters' reaction to water coming out of the hose was like everyone's like nodding at each other and they're like fist pumping in the air. They're like, yeah. And like the guy, I guess, I don't know if he was the captain or what, like who got the call from 911 saying, like, fall, you know, tell them to get out of there. He was like, like kind of off to the side, like, yeah. <laughs> and then he gets the he's like, oh shit, fall back fall back and it's like that like i think that trial by pilot has had a good run (laughs) i think we should start a podcast that every week we will talk about a different aspect of this cold open (laughs) (laughs) can i just say I really wish Casey were on this episode with us. I think he would have loved this yeah, show. We're going to have to recommend that he at least watch the cold open. Yeah. Oh, man. Hey, but it's not over, folks. It's not. There's more fun Shockingly, stuff to talk about. it's not. There are more 911 calls in this episode. <laughs> yes. Oh, my. I, I was so excited to talk about this cold open that now I'm remembering the other shit that happens in this fucking episode. Well, okay. So I wrote down, I thought it would be important that this is ladder 126. Yeah. Okay? Then we immediately go to New York. Yes. And we see that it's ladder 252. Whoa. Whoa. Okay. I don't know what that means, but I just wanted to... I didn't pick up on that, but nice. Okay. So anyway. (laughs) It's six months later. Rob Lowe is... He's in this show. He's one of the firefighters. Okay. He and his son are on their way to a call to their 911 call. Yep. And this is something where I'm like, okay, I'm going to talk about tone. Uh, again? Because <laughs> I always make fun of Bill for talking about it. But I was curious, like, how is this, like, Ryan Murphy weird, like, I don't know how to explain his humor, but odd. Yeah. In, like, the midst of a 911 scenario <laughs> show. So, like, he and his son are having, like, this strange back and forth like uh that he's gonna propose his son's gonna propose and he's like oh well if you don't think it's a good idea he's like no i don't know whatever you want to do i'm your dad (laughs) so then they go to this 911 call and there they are on top of scaffolding and they're going to help someone get down who's like leg is hanging in the harness (laughs) and he's just like swinging and he's there and he goes they're both standing on top and he looks out and he goes, oh, I love New York. Like as this guy is swinging, <laughs> they haven't helped him yet. There's no like urgency. They're just like, yep, another day in New York where, you know, construction worker is oh my God. hanging from the scaffolding. <sighs> I wrote in my notes, he must have not been a union carpenter hanging from that <laughs> scaffolding. <laughs> 
so they get down from that call and Rob Lowe starts coughing and Elizabeth, you said something like, Oh, isn't that some foreshadowing? <laughs> and in the next scene, immediately. we immediately find out that he has stage one lung cancer and was at ground zero during nine 11. Again, the pacing of this show, it's just like the village. We bang, found out bang, in like boom. 10 minutes that a main character has cancer in both shows. Yes. yes. Right away. So then Rob Lowe's character is brought into, I don't even remember his name. It doesn't matter. Rob Lowe. I just wrote Rob Lowe. Who was brought into a meeting and they wanted him to go down to Austin to like restart this fire department because everyone was killed in that initial blast. Yeah. Everyone except for one person we find out. But basically their whole department. So they have no fire department. And, you know, he, he declines, but he, you know, he kind of looks a little bit torn up about it. Like he was really considering it. And then he's like, hey, where's, where's TK, his son? And someone's like, oh, he never, he just never showed up. So he runs to his son's apartment and finds it locked. And he's like banging on the door. And (laughs) he calls up the fire department and tells them to bring the battering ram. Yeah. (sighs) Which I guess his son has some history with substance abuse. Right. But like, it, it was just such a leap to be like, my son's door is locked. We better fucking bash this thing in. Well... I mean, and it's a good thing he did. Yes, because his son was on the floor unconscious. It's also, there's some strange things about it. If you're that worried, then you just go with the battering ram yourself. Right? Like, why are you calling? If you're that really that worried, like, just like go. Also, (laughs) I mean, don't you think his dad should have a key? Yeah. Also, the entire fire department shows up. Like, six people show up. Everyone. Everyone who is just there at the firehouse. All right. Worst case scenario, he is overdosing or something, and they bring a battering ram. What are six people plus the dad going to do? It seems like a lot of people to respond to a call like that. I don't know. I did witness that once, and there were a lot of people there. Hmm. But it's weirder when it's all all the people there are your coworkers. Right. (laughs) So, it is his son, because we didn't know who it was at first. <laughs> well, yeah, because you really couldn't tell. We only saw his son briefly, yeah. which we did see him trying to propose. And they did that whole, like, back and forth where he's like, you see him sitting there with, like, the ring. And then his boyfriend shows up, and he's like, I, I need to, we need to talk. And he's like, yeah, we need to talk, too. He's like, uh. And his boyfriend, like, starts to talk, and he's like, no, wait, me first. And, like, you just know how this is going to end. Like... <laughs> Anyway, so that so he did overdose because he's like, get the Narcan. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So we find out that his fiance was in love with someone else. So he turned down the proposal. Spin instructor. So Rob Lowe says, pack your stuff. We're getting out of town. And he goes, dad, I'm not in the mood for a vacation. And he says, I'm not talking about a vacation. And there they go. To <laughs> I just remember star. you were incredulous asking like why there was no other natural way to make this happen for him to get to Austin. Like, yeah, this was the impetus they needed to have him. It move was to Austin. so ridiculous. Cause he's like, all right, you told me this, would, this would never happen again. Now you're going to all my rules. You're going to live under my roof and you're going to go to counseling twice a week. Someone I approve of. And you know what? It's going to be in Texas. <laughs> <laughs> like, what the fuck? So they get down there, and it's time to put the crew together. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, and by the way, it needs to be diverse. 
They did stress that. <laughs> they did stress that. He, they said to him, they were like, listen, we have like a bit of a, I don't think he said diversity issue, but like the captain there. He, he said something. Yeah. Basically implying like, you know, it's just like a bunch of white firemen in, yeah, in Texas. Yeah. He's like, well, why, you know, like if you want to make things more diverse, wouldn't you hire someone more diverse? So he's like, kind of like aware of the fact that he's a white, like they're, they're making it okay that he's a white guy putting this together because he's self-aware that he's a white guy putting this together. (laughs) Right, right. But then he like, this whole thing was strange to me because I just, like they flew all the way to New York to find this guy. Like, like, we really liked what you did after 9-11 with your firehouse. I'm like, listen, I'm not a firefighter. Maybe there's some sort of, like, newsletter that goes around <laughs> and there's, like, magazines and stuff about this. But it's just so strange. They're like, we got to go, like, firefighter headhunters. Like, right, right. I, I don't know. Like, in the entire enormous state of Texas, there's been another person <laughs> in Texas that could do this. Yeah, I mean... It was clearly so far-fetched and ridiculous, but at the same time, I don't know, maybe that type of shit does happen. Maybe he got all these accommodations from his work, like, right after 9-11. Maybe, and, yeah. And he was, like, really highly publicized, so, like, people read it in the newspaper, and they're like, hey, let's get that guy. Yeah. Because they need, like, a big headline. I don't know. I'm just I mean, playing maybe, because that's kind of, like, how he put together his team. He's like, I need to build this, this <laughs> firehouse in Texas, so I'm going to get... A Muslim woman from Florida. Yep. A black trans uh, man from Chicago. Chicago, yep. And, oh, a man (laughs) in Texas, but who's never passed the test (laughs) to be a firefighter. A Hispanic guy from Austin who is the current, like, somebody's driver who is buffing the inside of the handles and he keeps like flunking out, but he's great at the field component, but he can never get the written test down. But he's got a really great attention to detail and he was kept really washing those handles. (laughs) So he saw something in him and I just asked him, he's like, just maybe a germaphobe is a little bit OCD. Like, yeah. And they, they all of course had ridiculous scenes during this little montage. Like the Muslim woman from Miami is like, taking her gear off as she like walks like all badass to the edge of this bridge. And then she just like jumps off the side of this bridge to dive into the water next to a sinking food truck. And like, <laughs> and then she mentions how like Cardi B reposted her Instagram story of that. And now she's like going viral. And the guy from Chicago walks out of a burning building and starts punching this dude who was later proved to be the arsonist. And he's like, how did you know? He's like, Oh, just a lucky guess. He's like, oh, I don't think it was more than a lucky guess. Yeah. <laughs> it, I mean, Anyway, then, so he's putting this crew together. Sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say, it was just a little like contrived. I don't know if contrived is the right word, (laughs) or it was just like in your face with like how accepting and not, I'm not saying this right. It just didn't flow very like naturally for me with how they put this whole thing together. Yeah. I agree. I, I mean, I think if you do want like a, I'm saying in general, if you want like a really, if you want to go outside the box and not just hire from within the same, like, you know, town or county or whatever, and you want diversity, yeah, you have to go outside of that. But <laughs> there was just something so like unnatural about the way they did it, that it just seemed like, yeah. couldn't, it, 
Like, couldn't they, these people, hey. couldn't they have taken the same crew of people, but they just made them be from Texas? That's not interesting. Is it more interesting that they're from Florida and Chicago? Because all they did was put the word Miami on the bottom. Those places are Chicago. The bottom of the screen. Like, it didn't mean anything that they were. Right, right, right. You know what I mean? Like, just just have them be from Texas. Have the same characters, but just have them be from Texas. But that was the whole thing. He was searching far and wide. I mean, he really is thinking outside of the box. (laughs) Then... The only survivor from the accident from the cold open shows up to talk with Rob Lowe. And we find out he hasn't yet passed his psych evaluation. He's kind of putting it off. And Rob Lowe tells him, hey, man, you're not ready to come back. You're not ready yet. And so he blows up on Rob Lowe and tells him to shove it up his ass. Who diagnoses him with PTSD on the spot. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I'm sure he's qualified to do that. Right. And then, well, I think he was speaking from his own experiences going through 9-11. Listen, we're not making fun of any of these tragic circumstances that happened to these people. Except for the cold open. This show was so ridiculous. (laughs) Like, they just, like, saccharined up all of it. Oh, yeah, of course. You know, they just made it silly. Like, when they're sitting at the... At the, um... Uh, at his desk when the, they first like come out to interview him that we're going back to like the beginning of the show yeah and he's got the, like a little like piece of I don't know like graphite or, or something from the tower from it's Chernobyl like, no oh man I, I don't know what the material yeah, was yeah he had something from the tower he had like a little thing he's like I keep it there as a reminder they're like oh what's that a rock you know <laughs> <laughs> like mm. what's that thing sitting on a piece of I-beam or whatever you call it uh, I keep it there as a reminder. The woo, and he explains like when the tower, when the planes hit, and the way, and it was just like so like yeah. they just laid it on so thick that yeah. it was like we we get it. I don't know. The next scene is Liv Tyler banging on a door, screaming, "Murderer! What did you do to my sister?" And some guy answers the door, like you know, you're not you're not allowed to be here. She goes, she spent her last night alive here. I'll never stop. I'll never stop. And so he like slams the door and she's like, I'll be back. I'll be back at Christmas. I'll be back at Easter. And then she turns to leave, but there's a kid in the street wheezing. And so she leans down next to him as his father runs up and and the father's asking her, like, is there a problem? And she goes, yes, your son has asthma. He needs medication. Like (laughs) Like right away, she diagnoses him with asthma. (laughs) Um, And then the cop pulls up handcuffs her because obviously the police have been called on her Mm -hmm. and but then they know each other right her and the cop and she's like all right let me out let me out i I have to get to my shift (laughs) and then the next scene is the next 911 call a friend at a barbecue sneaks a carolina reaper pepper into his friend's taco which by the way what the fuck are you thinking but his friend knows what a prankster he is. Right. So he switches the tacos when he's not looking. And as the guy is eating the, eating the Carolina Reaper taco, he starts to choke. And so we get a 911 call. <laughs> and Rob Lowe and his crew of five firefighters show up, along with Liv Tyler's character, Michelle, and her EMS crew. Right. And she's the EMS captain. And in Texas, EMS is in charge of medical emergencies. Which, by which the way... Like, duh. Yeah, that's okay. how it should be. Um, <laughs> But she's like, she's like, uh, 
she tells Rablo this. She's like, so you guys will do what I tell you to do. He's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And so she like gets the guy thrown up on a picnic table and like slices open his side and like sticks a tube in his side and like <laughs> because so, this is in every medical show ever. The yeah. first episode has someone doing like a tracheotomy or something. But it wasn't. <laughs> yeah, I've seen that so many times. But yes. this was like something different. Well, this is their. Yeah. You know, this show was innovative. Innovative. <laughs> <laughs> and. So she saves this guy. We're splitting a crowler tonight as opposed to our regular splitting of a uh, 16 ounces. Well, I, I also said that incorrectly on purpose. Oh. That was that was a joke. Just saying. We're by my own design. More beer than we normally do. <laughs> Innovative. That's how, some, Innovative. that's how British people say it, I think. <laughs> um, and so, man, she does it. She saves this guy and Rob Lowe just gives her this like, like this look. Okay. Okay. There's a lot of nodding. I got you. I got you. A lot of nods of approval I see in you. this show. I see you, girl. <laughs> and then we find out that the firefighter from the opening scene, I forget his name, Judd. Of course his name is fucking Judd. He was the only thing in this entire show that reminded you that you were in the South. I'm not going to say Texas, because I'm not going to go so far as to say he had a good Texan accent. Sure. It was all over the place. <laughs> but um, he was the only one wearing like a cowboy hat and attempted a Southern accent. Yeah. Other than that, we could have been in literally any other town. <laughs> Even when they went to the bar, really? there wasn't like anything. Well, they were playing country music. They line danced. They did line dance. The boot scoot and boogie. The... The second episode of this show is titled Yeehaw. Oh. So maybe, be. maybe they're going to lay it on a little bit thicker in the okay, second episode. <laughs> like they didn't even have a bottle of Lone Star beer. Oh, yeah. That even would be. I had that okay. in my budget college <laughs> production. Special ordered from Bottle King. <laughs> from Bottle King. <laughs> uh, we find out that he is actually uh, dating or married to... The dispatcher. Married, too. They're married. And so she gives him a little pep talk, reminding him of how persistent he was with her father. And he's like, all right, you know, I'll I'll go back into the department and see if I can get my job back. Then there's some skincare bit with Rob Lowe and two of the guys. So this is another part where I was like, all right, I'll bring up the tone of the show. (laughs) It's just... Doesn't go together. Yeah, yeah, not at all. It's not that a scene like that can't happen, but like... Rob Lowe is like plays this character. It's like he's part whoever this firefighter is, right? And then part himself or his character as Rob Lowe, (laughs) right? 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 You know what I mean? Like he just was. It didn't like he was always drinking a protein shake. Yeah, there's there's a joke later on where a little girl gives him a cookie and he's like, "Oh, is this gluten free?" And I was like. Thinking back to that scene in Parks and Rec where he makes a vegan burger against Ron Swanson's yeah. beef burger. <laughs> He's like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm keto. And it's like, oh, why that's is it. this that's even it. in this show? Like, it was just... It doesn't... It does. It didn't go. It wasn't as, like, seamless, you yeah. know? Anyway, the skincare scene ends with the alarm going off. And so they all get on the truck. And we see again the little stupid graphic nine one one. What's your emergency? And someone's saying everything's upside down. It hurts. It, it delivered just how I said it. Yeah. Um, 
<laughs> and so we see a woman literally hanging upside down in a car that's lying on its side. And oh, by the way, she's pregnant. Mm-hmm. And so Rob Lowe and his crew are sawing off pieces of the car, trying to get this woman out. And they get her out, and EMS arrives. And they, you know, uh, Liv Tyler's character is talking to her. And she wakes her up. And the woman goes, Where's my baby? Where's my baby? And Liv's like, you know, we're going to get you to the hospital. We'll find out if your baby's okay. She's like, no, my other baby. <laughs> I have a 10-month-old in the back seat. Which, like... She was very pregnant. <laughs> so... <laughs> my next note is, she was also very pregnant. So she had a 10-month-old and was very pregnant. Yes. So... It can happen. Uh, it does happen. <laughs> Anyway, the baby was not in the back seat, so they're searching. They're searching around the area, and they hear crying from, from up a in a tree. Treetop. <laughs> and we're not talking about a little tree. The baby is in a car seat, eighty feet in the fucking air. I, I don't care. Like an oak tree. I don't like care. I don't care what hill this car vaulted off of and what brick wall it smashed into. There is no way possible that that baby was getting flung into that tree unscathed, 80 feet in the air. Out of the, even if like the car seat wasn't like fastened in, it was like the babies, those car seats are not light. Yeah. 0% chance. Right? Like, cause you have like, the baby's gotta be like, I don't know. 20 pounds at this point there's no way Not and like a close. 10 15 pound car seat <laughs> it doesn't make any sense but anyway rob Lowe gets the ladder out goes up and saves the baby everyone applauds and his son's like man that's my dad uh-huh. well hold on first he climbs up the ladder then the ladder's not like exactly where it needs to be for the baby he has to like step over this like it looks like a at least a six foot gap to go get the like. There's no like sturdy like he's not sturdy or tied into anything. Oh my god! He gets the baby, but then we see the car seat fall, and so you're like, oh, I did anyway. Yeah. But no, it was just the car seat because he has the baby. So now he's holding the baby, but then has to step over the six foot gap again and then climb down the ladder. Yeah. Like there should be some kind of rope. He should be on a harness. Tie the baby to a harness. Nah. I know this because I used to watch. Chicago Fire, a lot. And I learned they were much more detailed about their rescues. Mm. I mean, we saw every single thing they did, not just like, uh, let's just brush some like wide strokes over this like rescue. We rescued them. Yay. Wide strokes. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what that means or why I said it. Broad strokes. Broad strokes. <laughs> But like in Chicago Fire, which was a go- which was a serious and goofy show, mm-hmm. but they accomplished that serious goofiness. Yeah, and I had to stop watching it because it got a little too goofy um, and dramatic at the same time. Where there's like you know like three calls and there's like you know a, a bar through a person every single time. <laughs> but like they showed us exactly how they did the rescue. Yeah, this was just like firefighters rescue all these things let's do this but there's like no like (laughs) technique or anything involved then we're at a bar (sighs) afterwards 
and everyone's line dancing at the bar and Rob Lowe and Liv Tyler's character are dancing on the floor. You know, mm. I wonder if they'll hook up in this show. Maybe. It's such a big mystery. And then he has to go outside because he's having a coughing fit again. And oh, by the way, Judd and his wife show up to the same bar because Austin is a small town and everyone probably drinks at the same spot. <laughs> and <laughs> Rob Lowe's character and Judd's wife like have like a moment and she's like, you know, you're good at saving people. Save my husband. He needs your help. And so the next day, Judd shows back up at the station to apologize. And as he's like walking away from Rob Lowe, Rob Lowe just bursts, bursts out. I have cancer. <laughs> and then as Judd's leaving, he sees the memorial on the wall with all the photos of the fallen firefighters. And then a widow and the daughter show up with cookies. He breaks down and cries. He breaks down yeah, and cries. Don't, don't gloss over his breaking down and crying. Uh, and they're like, you know, any anyone on the on the one two six is is family to us. So here's some cookies, and that clicks with Rob Lowe, and he's like, okay, now I need to have Judd back on. Yeah. Um, and then so they nod at each other. They nod at each other. Like, lot, okay. Lot, lots of nodding. And then another scene starts, and I. I think I like exclaimed at that point. I was like, this show can't still be on. <laughs> you did. You said, is this show still on? <laughs> Thankfully, it was the ending montage with a fucking horrific song. I, I don't even know what it was. I don't remember. It was like a country rap hybrid song. Oh, it was. About um, a horse. <laughs> Old Town Road. It was like the number one song last year. Oh, geez. Whatever. Like, take me down. But it was like another mix to it. Yeah, some weird. Road. <laughs> yeah. And then, sure enough, the alarm goes off and they all get on the trucks and we see Judd getting on the back of the truck and he nods, nods. to Rob Lowe. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> and that was the pilot to 911 Lone Star. What did you think? Oh my God, I loved it. I loved this show. This show was so stupid. It was. I went, oh, here's the thing. I didn't go into it with any expectations whatsoever because we. It was pretty much exactly what we thought it was going to be. Yeah. I think we sure. could have watched any single episode, from even like any episode, and been like, "All right, fine. This is the pilot." Like there, there was just like. Right. I don't know. We wouldn't have gotten all the introductions to the characters, but I have a feeling they're just going to like repeat and let you know who everybody is. Right. The whole time, like a soap opera. Um, <laughs> I just, it's exactly what I wanted to watch this Dude. week. I was so happy. I was like, this uh, is great. I. <laughs> in addition to this insane pilot, <laughs> they barely even touched upon this B story of the fact that Liv Tyler's sister was murdered by this guy. <laughs> you know what? But good. Because they actually oh. slow played it. Like, they're, that'll come up. It wasn't all, like... Well, come on. <laughs> that's the one thing they slow played. Right. But, like, okay, good. Give us... Now I want to know. <laughs> Although, to be honest, I completely forgot about it because the rest of the show was so fucking dramatic. Everything, I forgot about it until you just well, yeah, said it. <laughs> everything was at a fucking breakneck speed except everything. for that one thing. They were like, here's something crazy and we'll tell you about it in the next episode. <laughs> You know what also is funny? They, they're they touring um, a house to rent yeah. together because they need a place to live. And so they show them this like beautiful house in, in Austin. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, the rent's $4,500 a month. And they're like, 
what? Like making a joke about how like New York real estate is so expensive. Right. But like that's still very fucking expensive. Yeah. <laughs> so like, Damn. why didn't you show them a slightly smaller house and say, oh, it's $1,300 a month. <laughs> $4,500 a month? That's insane. <laughs> right, right. That's still a lot of money. Because uh, people watching the show are in fucking New York or LA and they... Do you really think so? Yeah. People watching this show. Yes. There's far more people on the coasts that have like that frame of reference. Like, oh yeah, New York's like really expensive. People in fucking Alabama paying like $30 a month for... That's that's not what it was. (laughs) This is someone who's very out of touch. Oh yeah. Writing a show. Sure, yeah. (laughs) And saying that $4,500 a month is cheap rent. Okay, sure. That's what it was. Fine. They weren't like, well, let's play to the audience. What do you think the median household income is in this spot? (laughs) You're right. I'm giving them way too much credit. (laughs) They didn't think about that at all. Oh, my God. Um, Yeah, I I can't even criticize this show. It was a fucking sparkling specimen (laughs) of television. Um. Please watch this show. <laughs> do you know what's so funny? I don't know if you follow Rob Lowe on Instagram. I do not. I don't know if I follow him or if I just see him on comments on uh, uh, by celebs sometimes. But his sons make fun of him all the time, oh, like you've publicly told me this. on yeah. Instagram. And so I just want to know what they think about this show. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. Yeah, I'm sure he's raking in the dough. Oh yeah. So. Its predecessor, 911, has been renewed recently for a fourth season. And 911 Lone Star has been renewed for a second season. So. Listen, all of those Chicago shows got renewed and they're fucking ridiculous too. Yeah, Not yeah. as ridiculous as this, what, but. I want to know where is the next 911 spinoff show? What do they have? Just those two? Where's, just those two where's right the now. first one? Do we I know? Don't know? Probably LA. Probably. Um, I think it is LA. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna say so nine- interesting where they're like, All right, where can we go next with this? And like, how do they pick those cities? It's like CSI <laughs> was in a bunch of different cities. Like, how do they pick what goes next? Right. I'm gonna say nine one one Saskatchewan. I was gonna say Seattle, but I think that that <laughs> might be. I think there maybe because there's another fire show about Seattle in the same mm. place that Grey's Anatomy takes place. I think. Okay. Um, New Orleans. Ooh, that's the that's a little bit too close to Austin. They're gonna oh, want to spread perhaps, it out a little bit perhaps. geographically. Saskatchewan. Nine one one Burlington, Vermont. <laughs> Burlington. <laughs> I'll tune in. We love Burlington. My husband's had too many craft beers. <laughs> I um, ate too much cheese. My question is not. Is not, where's this next one? I want to know. We have a lot of shows about fire departments, police departments, lawyers. People fucking love them. um, EMS workers, okay. What's the next community helper show? (laughs) Like. I think they're already all covered and saturated, aren't they? No, I mean, we still, we have not covered mail carriers. (laughs) (laughs) What would you... I mean, what else? Dude, is there? actually, you know what? <laughs> that would be a fucking fantastic like 
tongue-in-cheek comedy. Yes. Like, do a dramatic show about a mail carrier, and every day on his route, something, some insane shit happens. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or like a DoorDash. A DoorDash <laughs> delivery guy. <laughs> He pulls up to the he pulls up to McDonald's drive through and like the whole fucking building's on fire and he needs to run in and you think he's gonna save people but he really just needs a ten piece of McNugget because <laughs> he can't get a fucking one star review because let's not forget Doug Heffernan did work for IPS <laughs> IPS or UPS you know so he did so we've already got like the delivery guy covered okay okay yeah um. Garbage men has not been, or sanitation worker, I should say, has not been covered yet. Yeah. Men at Work, great movie. Uh, I don't think I ever saw that. <laughs> oh, we're going to watch that. I'm not making fun of any of these jobs. I just feel like I'm making fun of these shows that yeah. just like keep on making shows about the same fucking thing. It's like, well, let's branch out to something else. <sighs> yeah, people just love. It's like we need, and you know what we need, guys? Another show about firefighters. What about a show? It centers around a family of police officers, and you kind of get the view of working as a as a police officer, Mm -hmm. but like Like different generations, right? Yeah, yeah. There's the uniform cop, right? There's the detective. (laughs) There's like the older like the father he's the commissioner mm-hmm. and like and like his father is a retired cop oh i love this so they've been like all through but then yeah but then their sister is on she's like a lawyer Ooh, what yeah. a twist <laughs> what a twist but it's fucking gold what, what about this like even like they all have these different perspectives mm-hmm. and like there's mm-hmm. the lawyer and the cop angle and like maybe they're they're at odds but you know what they're still a family and they still have to eat dinner together on China every night on China every every week they have a nice day. I like that that's nice a nice family dinner yeah yeah <sighs> like they're all like related like blood relatives right like uh, and they're all tied to like the police uniforms usually blue yeah yeah then blue line I think that name's already taken. Yeah, I can't think of anything. Yeah. Oh well. I don't know. Maybe someone will come up with it. (laughs) If (laughs) I I think we've rambled about this fucking show enough, we didn't really. Have we though? We barely offered any insight. We just said how much we loved how fucking stupid the show was. Here's the thing. It's already been renewed, so we don't have to answer that question. Right. Do I recommend it? (laughs) Absolutely. If you will, I continue watching it. I don't know. Probably not. Maybe I'll. Watch one or two just for fun. No, I'm not gonna watch anymore. I will say, <laughs> I will say, I was just gonna say you should watch this because it's so ridiculous. It's entertaining. Yeah. Unless you take your tell, unless you take yourself too seriously. But that's not even true because I take myself too seriously, and I really enjoyed watching this <laughs> dipshit show. So you should watch 911 Lone Star. Yeah, Bill didn't even talk about tone on this one. I was the one who brought it up. Like, he wasn't even complaining about it. He's like, this is what it is, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Take it or leave it. <laughs> All right, everybody. Um, <sighs> I needed a laugh. <laughs> this Thursday night, in two days, if you are downloading this on time, which I hope you are, we will be doing a live stream at 
at HomeCon, which is a uh, virtual convention for our new coronavirus pandemic times. So if you go to at literally the ampersand symbol, right? Ampersand? No, that's no. not what it is. What's, what's the A symbol? Just at. Oh, at. <laughs> you know the A with the circle on it? Yeah. Everyone, you, everyone knows what it you is. You know that Bill. one. It's that <laughs> at HomeCon. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Guys, I also worked about a ten and a half hour day right before Bill's this. That's delirious right now. At HomeCon, we'll also be streaming it to our try by pilot Facebook page. We're going to talk about Battlestar Galactica. So tune in this Thursday at 9.30. It's a late one for you on the yeah. East Coast. 9.30 Eastern Standard. My gosh, you guys, I'm back at the office now. That is going to be a late That's That's me. only 8.30 Central Time. So if you are Central, that's a little I'm bit not. earlier. Okay. I'm not Central. <laughs> I'm going to be very tired in the morning. And if you have suggestions on shows for us to watch, as always, email them in to trialbypilot at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at trialbypilot. And go on to Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcast, wherever you are listening, and subscribe to the show, leave a review, and tell a friend. Oh, and thank you to The Beats for providing Thanks. our theme music. Beats. All right. Bye. Bye. Watching television, watching television. Watching television, watching television.